There are very few things left that people say you aren't supposed to talk about in comedy anymore, and apparently religion is one of them, but we're going to find out right here tonight whether or not that's true. I'm Dean Young, it is Easter Sunday, and this is Inside Jokes. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Feel it. Feel the groove. It's Easter Sunday right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Jesus is, uh, he's okay. <laughs> Jesus is just all right with me, of course, by the Doobie Brothers. We're talking religion and comedy tonight. I don't even know. Is it a, it's a touchy subject, I guess. But we have a panel of comics on the show tonight that talk about just that in their stand-up. Returning to the show, we have Noor Hadidi. Hello. Welcome back, Noor. Thank you, Dean. And, of course, we have Mike Rita in studio with us. Yo, 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 yo. Bringing the chill, the chill vibe. Sunglasses in the studio. Corey Hart style on the mic. Mike Rita. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm all high on the pot. <laughs> yeah, you uh, can... You can just cooler. do that now, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just okay. I, I have to wear the shade so that I can just feel normal. You know to... what? You are the reason why we played the Doobie Brothers. Hey, hey, those are right one of my bros, off, man. Off the top, right? <laughs> and uh, new friend of the show from Second City, we have Shab in studio with us. Hey, Bring how's it going? So we have, it's kind of, it's all, this is almost like an old hack street joke. It's like a, a Muslim, a Catholic, and a spiritualist walk into a radio studio. So we have, we're kind of representing a cross-section of religions here and what people talk about in their comedy if you can sum up for us, though, first, what is like, what's what's spiritualism? Where does this come from? What is this? Yeah, I guess for me, it would be really the idea that you don't need an organized religion to tell you uh, how to feel and what to do and how to behave. You can. It's all around you. It's, it's all it's, around. You don't, you don't need four walls. Spirituality is everywhere. Isn't it ironic, too, that we're doing this show right after the Notre Dame just, like, burned down? Wow. You don't need four walls. <laughs> Are we burning down the walls and of can- comedy and canceled. religion? Canceled. Oh. This show has been canceled. Uh, we're going to ta- talk about how, how religion and your background and your upbringings kind of plays into your comedy. Noor, of course, you do this a lot on stage. You talk about Islam on stage. You talk about being Muslim. I do. For you, was that, I mean... Was it a tricky thing to sort of talk about that on stage and balance that with being a stand-up? Well, when I first started stand-up, I just, you know, you just want to write about what you think you should. So because that was the one thing that I was so, I felt so different from growing up, like being in Canada from everyone else, I spoke about being Muslim. And then I kind of got into a phase where I was like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want people to think or other comics to think like this is all I can write about so I kind of purposely stopped and then I realized that I should just talk about whatever I want to talk about and if that's my religion if that's what I what you know sparks a joke for me then I should do that well and it is there is almost sort of this this thing where it's like that is the one a lot of people say that's the one religion you aren't supposed to be able to joke about and talk about openly like that but I mean you've disproven that since day one I mean yeah it's, it's like you, well, who are you to tell me what I can and can't joke about, especially if this is my religion and this is my point of view? And we, all, if we all wrote jokes about the same thing, comedy would be so bland and so boring. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine? People do that all the time, though. They tell you that you can't talk about your experience. Yeah. You can't yeah. talk yeah. about your experience. Right. Like, what, what are you, insane? What are you, insane? <laughs> that's what, what am I supposed to talk about? That's what comedy is. Well, you... exactly. And that's the whole point of it is that you're, you're coming at it from your viewpoint. You're finding your own voice. And that's how you find your audience, too. I mean, Rita, you're a good example of that. I mean, 
mean, you've built your own following off of people just relating what you specifically are talking about. That's what comedy should be, baby. Th that's you what should it find is. your audience. You should relate with them. They should relate with you, and that's it. People don't. Okay, so like uh, somebody said this once to me, and it, and, it, and it still rings like true to this day. You don't like every song you hear. You don't like mm -hmm. every painting you see. You're not gonna like every joke. You know, you're not supposed to laugh at everything. You know, you don't like it. It's okay. It's not for you. But that person is allowed to have their own audience. They're allowed to tour because it's like like a white dude from like you know bum. Screw Ontario, you know, <laughs> is not gonna like Noor as much as he likes some hick comic. Yeah. Whereas some cool city folk are gonna love Noor and she's gonna flourish in that kind of scene. It, it's not, you know, you like, yeah, you're not supposed to like every joke. And uh, your experience is supposed to relate with who it's supposed to relate with. And that's who your audience is and that's who your crowd is. And that's what comedy is all about. I think, I think in 2019, that's the most like important thing that we gotta remember. It totally is. And actually, that's a good point. I think we've all done shows in Bumscrew, Ontario. Bumscrew, Ontario. I think we all know what I'm trying to say here. And it's interesting because you you kind of go into those, and we'll come back later on in the show with more about this, but you kind of go into those kind of environments outside of the city. Like Newer, of course, you're here in Toronto. Mike Rita, you're here in Toronto. Uh, coming up Newer in Montreal. But when you leave those hubs, when you leave the city and go out into like small town Canada... You kind of think, who's yeah. going to respond to this stuff? And it's surprising sometimes. Yeah, I am scared, but sometimes I'm like, I relish the challenge. I'm like, I'm going to make you like me. I'm going to yeah. make, I, you have no, I'm going to charm you. And you have no choice but to laugh at my Muslim jokes. Because I'm a good joke writer. And you're going to see that I'm a person. And you're going to like me. And I'm going to disprove all, all the bad things you think you know say, about me. I was me. about to say that. Nora's, Nora's success has been based on her succeeding in spots where most people don't. Yeah. That's why Mike! you're... That's, that's why she does well. Well, that's why you do well, though, is because you do that. You are that person. You are and, that comic. And I think there's a, something unique you do to a newer, and we'll get into this more later on, is you sort of do a lot of, like, stigma breaking with that and making people relate to this topic that they normally would not, yeah, I think, I has definitely put you where you are. We're going to get into more of it. And, of course, Shab is going to bring a little spiritualism to Absolutely. the studio today. Uh, when we come back to Inside Jokes, we have a very special guest. We have Kevin Nealon joining us on the line. The one and only right here, Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Tav and Alan, and you are listening to, well, you're listening to me talking about Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight, it's Easter Sunday here in Toronto, everywhere, in fact, and we're talking religion and comedy tonight. But right now, we have a very special guest joining us on the line. The one and only Kevin Nealon is coming here to the GTA. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing well, thank you, but I don't think I'm the one and only because I checked uh, uh, on Instagram or, or somewhere, and there's a, like a lot of Kevin Nealon. There's a multiple Kevin Nealons out there? Yeah. I, you're the yeah. only comedy Kevin Nealon, I'm going to say. Probably, you're probably right about or that. Or who, who has made it anyways. I do want to say this is a huge thrill for me. I don't want to put a timestamp on this here, but you actually were the first SNL sketch I ever saw. Uh, my parents kept me up late one night to watch. It was The Love Toilet with you and Victoria Jackson. Oh, yes, yes. That was by Al Franken. That's right. That was the first the first thing I ever saw on SNL. They kept me up to watch that, and that's that was it. I was glued to it ever since. I want to ask, so you're coming down here. Uh, you're doing some shows in, of course, uh, Markham, Brampton, Oakville. You're doing the whole sort of GTA circle down here. 
Uh, I want to ask for, for a lot of listeners, of course, people recognize you from TV appearances, movie cameos, SNL, of course. For you right now doing these shows, how much of a different animal is your stand-up now versus what first landed you on camera back then? Well, I think most comedians are always evolving. You know, so yeah. kind of like a, a blues musician, you know, you kind of have to live life a little bit and then you kind of reflect on that and um, you draw from that. And it's, a, it's for me, it's more of a, a reflection of my life now, but it's got more of a, a kind of a twist to it and exaggeration, of course. I like the absurdity of, of life. And just bringing sort of your own viewpoint to it. Yeah, my own point of view. And also, I'm very conversational with the audience, too. It's very non-threatening. I'm not one of those comics that's right in your face, you know. Yeah, you're not just up there being presented to that. You kind of bring them into the show and bring them into what you're talking about a little bit more. Yeah, a friend of mine, Gary Shannon was a friend of mine. And he said to me once, he said, you know what? Your comedy sneaks up on people. That's a beautiful way to put it, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's uh... I don't know if he meant it was thought-provoking or it was, I don't know what he meant by that, really. <laughs> it could be like a slow burn. Like, you go you go to the theater, you see Kevin Nealon do some stand-up, and then you're thinking about it still three days later, and there's stuff that resonates yeah. with you. You know, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I think back, so back when you were, I, I do want to jump to sort of the weekend update days for a second. When you were doing that, I mean, that SNL was really the only, quote-unquote, you know, water cooler show where you would talk about something on weekend update on a Saturday. People were talking about that all week long after that. But nowadays, people are, are using these satirical news shows, these comedy news shows, as their actual source of information because real news is just so hyped up and over the top now. Do you think you had more freedom to sort of lampoon things back then? Do you think it's a little bit more stuffy for you now? I don't know if it's stuffy. I think there's, um, you know, there's certain areas where you have to be a little more sensitive, I think, um than we were back in the eighties, you know, but I think, I think nothing is really off limits. It's all how you approach it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's and, true. Uh, if you, if you have a certain approach to it, um, you know, like if you're talking about the me too movement, you know, you don't joke about the women that are doing their movement. You joke about men, what idiots they are, you know, yeah, <laughs> that kind of, you know, you won't get complaints. I don't think from that. Well, I think the flip side of that is as much as because the culture behind comedy is changing because it's, you know, comedy more than anything maybe just has to adapt or die, right? It sort of changes with the times because the whole thing is we're reflecting what's going on in the world. But as much as that's changing how people are doing comedy now and what the audiences are, people are also saying that right now we're in another golden age of comedy. I mean, what do you think compared to times past? Well, I think every era is a golden era for comedy because we always need comedy. And it's yeah. always like you said, it always kind of changing and evolving and adapting. And, um, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, and there's different kinds of forms of comedy too, that have evolved. I think it's not like it used to be, it was a setup and the punchline. It's a lot of more storytelling now and, um, you know, points of views and opinions and rants and confessional comedy too. Yeah, that's very true. Confession, I think yeah. confession is a big part of it right now. That's perfect, like a prayer by Madonna. We're going to jump to break. We'll be right back with more Kevin Nealon right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. I got it. 
There we go. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You gotta have faith in comedy. What a nice segue that is. We're back on the line with the one and only Kevin Nealon. Well, as we discussed before the break, there's multiple Kevin Nealons. We're on the line with the funny Kevin Nealon. Is that safe to say, Kevin? That is fair to say, I think, yeah. Right. And, of course, you're coming down here, you're doing... I don't know if if it's safe to say, but it's fair to say. It's fair to say. I feel like you've, you know, more than earned that at this point. And, of course, you're coming down here to the GTA. You're doing a run of shows. Uh, You're hitting Oakville, Brampton, Markham, uh, doing a run of theater shows down here. Uh, We were talking before the break about how this is... People are calling this a golden age of comedy, but you made a good point that it's sort of... Comedy is always needed. It's always essential. So every it's always a golden age. Yeah, <clears throat> I think I think uh, comedy has become more accessible to people lately. You know, with all the platforms and social media, and there's a lot more comedians now too. I think everybody realizes that um, you know they've got a funny bone in them, and they think why why not make some money off of it. Well, and it's do you do you think that because I mean Netflix specials and podcasts and all the stuff that's been happening in the net last decade or so has sort of made this renewed interest in stand up comedy for a new generation. Do you think that takes away from people coming out to the live shows, or do you think that just sort of opens it up to a whole new audience? Um, I think it, it opens it up. Yeah, I think people like to go out and see their their favorite comic live in person if they're performing nearby and. Um, and if they've seen them before, they like to bring their friends to see them. You know, they like to share comedy. I remember I would listen to, you know, albums growing up as a kid, comedy albums over and over again. And I would bring my friends to listen to the same thing I've listened to a million times just to kind of, you know, share that laughter with them. It's something really interesting about that, you know, like feeding off of each other when you're laughing. I see that, of course, in the clubs all the time. People yeah. look at each other when they're laughing and you know, they, they they punch each other, you know, hey, you know, it's it's kind of like a sharing a high together in a way. It really is, yeah. It becomes this it becomes this communal thing. Do you when you're when you're out on the road and where you're hitting towns like this and doing these theater shows, do you ever fall into that pitfall of, you know, people are just like wanting to throw your own characters at you and your own quotes at you from stuff that they've watched you in? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. That's okay. That's you know, it's part of it people are coming because they're fans and they remember you from certain things or they have favorite bits that you do so yeah i've um i'm always kind of uh, open to that you're open to that but then just sort of but hold on and let me do some play with some new stuff here and just bring them into that well i'm open to it but then i just ignore them <laughs> yeah i think that's i think that's the key i am curious for you because i mean you've you've done both what do you think shaves more time more years off your life going in front of a live TV camera in front of millions or being out on the road somewhere in front of a tough crowd? <laughs> well, um, I think going in front of a live camera when you're first starting is very nerve wracking. You know, I remember just being so panicked. And the first time I did the Tonight Show on my way out to the spot where I'm supposed to stand, for, you know, after I left the curtain, I totally went blank. I couldn't remember my act. And then luckily, by the time the last person stopped applauding, I remembered it and uh, I thought it through it. <laughs> But, you know, the traveling also uh, shaves years off your life, you know, flying all the time and airports and, you know, time zone changes is kind of uh, debilitating in some ways. It's funny, actually, that you mentioned that tonight. We were talking about this last week. Back then, when somebody would get called up to do The Tonight Show, and if the the whole thing everybody knew about was if Johnny really liked your set and you get over to, invited over to the couch later, that was sort of, that was a career maker for people. We don't really have something like that anymore, necessarily, right? I mean... You go and do late shows now, it's like you do your appearance, you're on the show that week, it goes in your bio, and that's it, on to the next thing. 
Yeah, I can't think of any one show um, that is like the Johnny Carson used to be the Tonight Show. There's so many talk shows now, and I think everything has been kind of watered down. You know, I mean, it's just everything is so accessible now. You've got like 10 talk shows or whatever, and you have all different platforms to watch, you know, specials on HBO, Showtime, Netflix, whatever, Amazon. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's why I tell young comics that are starting out, I said, you really have to find something, a niche, something that makes you so unique when yeah. you stand out from the other comics and, and, and to be so original and different. I'm not saying you won't make a living by just being, you know, having a good stand-up act, and you will. Um, but I, if you want to rise above the rest and be remembered, um, you really have to be different. Yeah, you just have to stand out from the pack. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you, because we're getting into this with our panel later on, uh, we're talking about religion and comedy and what that influence has. For you, uh, growing up Catholic, how much of an influence did that have on what your voice was on stage and what you were talking about? Um, not that much. I didn't really, uh, draw from that that much. I mean, I think everybody has a fear of death. So I think that's <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I kind of uh, draw from right there. You know, my, my material is getting dark lately, but it's, it's fun to do. And, um, um, I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it gets, it gets darker with, time. I think the world's just getting dark lately anyways. So it's kind of perfect. Uh, Kevin Nealon, thank you so much. And of course people can catch you. You're, you're hitting Oakville, Brampton, Markham. Uh, where, where can people find your stuff or grab tickets to these shows? They can check out my website, kevinnealon.com. I have my whole uh, tour schedule listed on there and it shows what the times are of the shows and where they are. And, um, and I really am looking forward to getting up there to Canada. It's been a while since I've been to the Ontario area, and um, and I love the audiences there too. Yeah, I think I'm really an honorary Canadian. You can, yeah, I, I think that's safe to say at this point. You you know you've done yeah, you're an honorary Canadian, and people just you're coming to us, so people want to go out and see that it's a treat for everybody here. We don't get Kevin Lee Neal in here very often. The rest of the time we just get Canadians. So and we only know each other in Canadian comedy. Nobody else knows who we are. So it's it's a good treat for us. Kevin Nealon, thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you up here soon. Uh, we'll talk to you later. My pleasure. Thanks, Dean. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Hey, this is Comedy Priest, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, six forty Toronto. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Of course, we are talking religion and comedy tonight. And thanks again to Kevin Nealon for joining us on the air. That was, that was so, nice. yeah, that was so great to hear. Right? That his doesn't ad- happen every week. No, he's like, his advice to young comics was so great. And um, he's just like such a down to earth and nice guy. Yeah, like someone very grounded and down to earth. Humble, yeah. like someone you would want to coach your little league team. <laughs> yes. You know? you know who you don't want coaching your little league team? Some religious figures in the world. Anyways, we're talking religion and comedy. We, of course, have Noor Hadidi, Mike Rita in studio with us, and Shab joining us from Second Hi. City, uh, bringing the spiritual yeah. element. So we have, so we're representing today, we have some Catholicism, we have Islam, mm-hmm. and then the spiritual thing, which is like... Rocks is and that stuff. Agnostic? Candles. Is that what that is? Just agnostic from... sounds like too big of a decision. Like to me, agnostic. It's sounds more like final. You, yeah, right? you okay. you have like you don't want any of it. So is it that you believe that there's something out there, but absolutely. you don't? Absolutely. Okay. But... Absolutely. So I mean, I I I'm technically Muslim, as okay. we were talking Te- about earlier. Yeah. Technically, I mean, the idea of religion is also interesting because you're born into it. There's no True, yeah, there's no yeah. choice. You're yeah. kind of just like, but. Here you go, and this is what you are. Uh, 
I think Islam is a beautiful religion. I think all religions are beautiful at their core. I think the way that they're sometimes used is a little not uh, not something that I can get behind. So I've kind of have taken that spiritual route because it it feels more aligned with me. Well, and I think, and you guys are a great example of this in your comedy and what you're talking about on stage. I think it's that whole idea of this is how, this is what brings me peace. This is how I live my life instead of like forcing that on other people, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's in every religion. I mean, it doesn't matter what, whether it's Christianity, Islam, whatever it is, the idea at the end of the day that you need some like textbook to tell you that you shouldn't do horrible things to other people otherwise you'll get punished for it is like a silly idea in the first place right like you should probably just not murder people just because don't murder people (laughs) not because you'll you'll go to like a bad place afterwards you know but for me it's interesting i never had i never had like i grew up with nothing no religion at all so it's interesting that was one thing i never touched on in comedy chose not to i mean we on paper we're lutheran we're Scandinavian. Lutheran? What are you? That like an like X-Men guy? Like, are you from X-Men or something like that? You're like, I'm a Lutheran. We believe in uh, Lex Luthor. He it's, is our all God. It's just, uh, yeah, finish, finish Killed Lutheran. Clark all that means is like, you don't go anywhere on, on Sunday. There's no church. There's no anything. And just if someone dies or gets married, then you go like, oh yeah, God stuff. But that's it. Like, there's no, you don't. That's like I liked it more when it was mode. an X-Men religion. Yeah. That one sounds kind of boring. I was like, you believe in X-Men. It is. It's a, it's a it's a form of Christianity based on not showing up. Oh, that's a good religion. That's, good. that's that a good works. one. See, I like that. That's it's like a Homer Simpson religion. religion. That's who I am then, if I'm anything. That's who you are, I, yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be Catholic, but I haven't showed up to church. I show up to church when people die, though. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Maybe I'm Lutheran and you I didn't even know. Because I show up. And Easter's coming up, and we might go, because Easter is really nice because they do this thing for the kids, and then you get to see the Jesus procession, which is always one of my favorite things growing up. Yeah. They, like, beat a guy on the streets. <laughs> To make it look like he's like Jesus. And it is hilarious. Like, somebody signs up for that. Like, someone is like, yeah, I'm going to be Jesus here. Beat me on the streets of Bloor Street and Dufferin and uh, while Portuguese oh, grandmother's I want to go see that. I've dude, never seen that. Dude, it is the crazy. See, one of our, the producer here is Italian, so I'm sure he has seen something along those lines in the Italian world. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's so funny. Like, yeah, you just, yeah, these ultra-religious people, they just reenact the uh, death of Christ. What's on the, the streets. What's the thing in Portugal where they go and do this like long march every year to this pl- Lady Fatima? Yeah, Fatima. Or? Yeah, where they like crawl on their knees and like yeah, yeah, yeah for like cl- like man, like days. It's insane. <laughs> like if you're making people crawl on their feet, man. Come on, why are you making people crawl? Well, it is. I mean, even even Easter is weird because it's like, how did this? How do we go from point A to point B? It's like a guy died, so now he, we're gonna hide chocolates, but we didn't put them there. An anthropomorphic rabbit did. Here's Where how, did that come here's how from? I feel it is. I feel like with everything in life, there's yeah. levels to it. Like you could take that same religion, say exercise. Some guys go to the next level. They roid yeah. it up. They do, and some people just like balance it out. You know, they go to yeah, the gym yeah. three times a week. That's what religion is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those perfect. people on the streets, they're the roided religious people. Oh, I love Jesus. <laughs> yes. yeah. The ones, yeah, religion is so extra. That's they're the ones. That, yeah, it's like the people like whipping themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. that's just as wild. Like it's just wild. we have movies. We have, it's 2019, let's all just chill out. The kids don't need to see this on Bloor on a Sunday. They're just trying to go get like, you know, breakfast with mom and dad. And yeah, there's just, it's just, it's, it's so funny. Like, okay, okay. So you grew up Muslim. What was one of the weird things about like, um, like there must've been something, even though you still practice nowadays, I'm sure there's something yeah. that sticks out there. You're like, it's still a little bit weird. Like, like to me it was the reenactments, but I'm sure there's something else. Um, 
to me, it's like, yeah, we you're not allowed. No one's ever allowed to draw a picture of the prophet, and I've Great. never yeah. got oh, yeah. that. Oh, of course. Yeah, because I, w- I actually went to a museum, the Aga Khan Museum, and I saw some exhibits, and I I could I had completely forgotten that. And then as I was touring it, there were these photos and drawings, and the face of the prophet was hidden. So, yeah, that's just something that I don't, you know, maybe it was like, yeah, weird, why is that, like... Um, Maybe he had a mole or something. Man, I'm all That's... about that. Like, he was actually kind of like an ugly dude. And nobody ever, like, you can't draw him. You can't. No, don't. Don't. Yeah. Maybe nah. it's the opposite. Maybe he was just so handsome. Yeah. They yeah. just Blind can't you. even handle it. It would have ruined everything because the religion <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have been, like, real. They would have been like, yeah, we're going to trust this guy. <laughs> huh, the hunk? Too hot. I brought this dude. I'm the one. Yeah. It was too much for your eyes. Too it's too like in the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. That's the opposite of Catholicism because those people love Lo- just painting yeah. Jesus as much as possible. Dude, Jesus is jacked. Yeah. He's got a nice beard you know you got like sometimes you get a sexy jesus on like those watchtower flyers and stuff sexy i I strongly believe that every religious head should be like an attractive person (laughs) who are the people people with the elephant with the mad arms because even that person's always got like a cool vishnu vishnu that's yeah yeah so it's hindu sexy man like a sexy like being right because it's all like knowing and everything you're like what we could do those what we could do with those arms all right we're gonna go to break and when we, we come are, back we're, we're gonna pull out the air before this interview is even yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna find out what religions fine. are the sexiest when we come back to more inside jokes right here on global news radio 640 <laughs> toronto <laughs> Hey, it's Stephanie Herrera on Inside Jokes on 640. And we can't forget to mention the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them. Slam, bam, kick you, bam, do unto you. Party with you, Jesus. Let's go to Firefighter Jesus. <laughs> we are talking. You get across. If you get across. <laughs> okay, that was from the movie Hamlet 2. Check it out. Great show. Hamlet 2. Rocky, so Sexy funny. Jesus. Wow. Uh, we're, of course, talking religion and comedy tonight on Inside Jokes on this Easter Sunday. We have in studio Noor Hadidi, Mike, Rita, and Shab. We have Hi. Islam. We have Catholicism. We have spiritualism. Uh, and before the break, we were talking about uh, who's which, which religion has the sexiest. <laughs> prophet or representative? Yeah, I, is it? G? Oh, I yo, guess who's it that is. guy? John Smith, the Mormon guy. Is that his name? Oh yeah, yeah. What's he look like? Can we just like change it to John Snow and then John Snow? Ooh. And it's like you know nice nothing. Talking. No, but wait, there's the other guys. There's the Scientology guy. Oh, L. Ron Hubbard? L. Ron Hubbard, hey, that's like, that's like, if you like grandpas. Can I, yeah, can <laughs> yeah. I just say, people hate on Muslims as though Scientology doesn't even exist. I know, I you're know. like, wait, we have documentaries <laughs> yeah. like, that actually, like, these people are insane, we're all like, yeah, but the Muslims, are exactly. yeah. like, It's so weird. It, there's li- it's literally a proven cult, Yeah, like people proven. don't even, yeah. There's like yeah. a whole, like, like seven season series of a lady interviewing people just being like how bad is and they're like they tried to kill me and my family and they're like oh you have to you have to like pay you have to subscribe to find out more about the religion and they keep taking (laughs) money from you like they keep reissuing books there's a new level that was discovered and people I've heard between like easily spend half a million each just and they're in debt just to get 
it's like rice in this religion. Yeah, it's like those religion. university profs that like make you buy their own book. Yeah. Oh, I've it's the religious version of that. Yeah. Basically, is Scientology. But all religions take donations. They welcome oh, it. No, That's but how this they all is run. A, no, this is a requirement. Right. Like you can't even join until you read the books, and you have to pay for these audit sessions. Yeah. It's like they need you to be dedicated. Yeah. Is there they a good Scientologist comedian? Is there somebody that we can think off the I, top of our head? You know what? I don't I think it. there actually is. There's a lot of actors. Elizabeth yeah. Moss from The Handmaid's Tale is, is a Scientologist. Come on. Yeah. You know, I, that kind of stuff breaks my heart because I'm like, ah, oh, that means you're kind of loopy on in real life. Yeah. You know, you're a little loopy. And they're also, like, her agent is a Scientologist. Of course, they have yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to, like, Keep have a in. circle. Some I, people I, surprise you. Like, that's dude, one of those surprises. Bart, Bart Simpson, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name right now. Nancy, Nancy Cartwright. Cartwright. That's yeah. it, Nancy Cartwright. She is a Scientologist. Bart Simpson is a Scientologist. Really? Uh, yeah, and their Simpsons Cowabunga. are not allowed Cow- to make any Scientology jokes because of that. Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Do you guys remember that one episode where they have the cult? They couldn't say that that was based on Scientology. It was supposed to be based on the '90s cult that came out with the dude in Oregon and stuff uh, like that. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kool-Aid. Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Heaven's that's Gate. it. That's yeah, what yeah. it's supposed to be, right? Do you guys remember that episode where, yeah, the leader, the leader? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. That, that we could just do a whole cult episode, really. Cults are hard right now. But speaking of not actual <laughs> religions, I do want to ask, though, for you guys, so, and Noor, this is a good one for you. So when you first started doing stand-up and you're talking about this stuff on stage, what was the reaction to that from your family and from your background? Was that just a huge, because there's not, there's still not a ton of comics talking about being Muslim on stage. There's more right. now than even probably when you started, but you're not part of a huge cross-section here either. No, and I would never worried about what my parents thought. Um, I always actually worried more about what the audience thought. And if I hadn't seen Muslim comics before me in Montreal, like Ali Hassan do that, I wouldn't have had the guts to do it. Yeah. It was actually seeing people. When I saw someone open the door for me, like, uh, you know, someone who's touring or is on air and is talking about this, I felt like, okay, if they're doing it, I can do it too. Yeah. And my family, it's like, no, I actually think... My dad, as much as he would love me to quit comedy and go back to having a day job, like one of the few things he like takes pride in is the fact that I'm like dispelling um, stereotypes about Islam with my comedy. And you know, it's funny so, too, actually, that's important. I don't remember seeing yeah. anyone like before you came. I don't remember seeing anyone in Toronto doing that back then. But in Montreal, you had, yeah, Ali Hassan was talking about this. Iman was talking about this. Faisal was talking about this. You were talking about this. Yep. Here, I don't remember really any of that. Now you have newer comics like Brandon's talking about it. Hodo Hersey's talking about it. I don't really remember that back then. What about you? Because you talk about your background a lot. I just want to cut in and say that you called Hoodoo Hodo (laughs) almost. Because you've been watching so much Game of Thrones. You are addicted. Hodor. Her name is Hodo like Frodo. Like Frodo? That's even funny. Oh, man. That's even funnier. Because I was like, dude, dude, did you just say Hodor? How much Game of Thrones are you watching leading up to this? But wait. Okay. So like, like, yeah, growing up Catholic was really, really weird, man. Because I I talk about it in my comedy. I talk about it with my mom and dad. Because they're still practicing uh, Catholics. But they're really loose now. They're they're not as tight. And I'm going to tell you why. Because my mom got cancer. Yeah. my sister got cancer and they were like dude dude we're religious we're the good people why are you doing this to us we're not we don't deserve it because like my mom got it and she forgave and she was like it's okay i was chosen to carry that burden blah 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 she's like that kind of religious yeah and then my sister got it and she's also like pretty religious and then they were like dude why are you doing this to us we are good people we go to church we pray we don't want bad for other people and that kind of weird stuff like i would never obviously as a person who doesn't really practice religion anymore i'm like it's science it's 
genetics. Yeah. But it, to them, they're like, this is this is a wrath being put on us. And you're like, no, it's because so you have the cancer cells living in you. And But yeah, it was um, w- watching them kind of question their own religion was really fun. And it was great because it's, <laughs> it is important. Yeah. You need to question because if you're going to be a religious person, you need to solidify why you believe in it. Some people just believe in it because they were told when they were three to believe in it. That's right. And they've yeah. never gone past that. They well, don't even know. They don't know anything about why they believe in something or yeah. what the teachings are. Blind faith. Blind faith. Yeah. And, uh, and and it's good. You should question your faith. And if you still believe in it after that, then go with it. Because I have, you know, you know, there's, okay, I'm going to bring up a quick thing. Paul Thompson is a religious comic and you would never know. Yeah. Because he's kind of, that's right. Paul loves you. Like Paul loves Jesus and God. Like if you talk to him spiritually about it, he'll be like, "Dude, there's got to be a God." Explain this stuff around you. You're like, "What?" But he's but just he one of those dudes. But he never stage. talks about yeah. it because it's just not who he is. And, uh, and and I love that. I want you to be religious. You want to be religious? Be religious as long as you're a good person. That's right. Oh, beautiful. That's a beautiful point, Dan. And we're gonna come back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is John Oakley. Just thought I'd stick around in the studio for Inside Jokes to die for. Right here at 640. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. What would God's name be? That's where we're finding out. Right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking religion and comedy. What if? What if God was one of us? Would he be nice? I think he is one of us. You think, oh I boy, think here comes here. the spiritualism. I think he's all around us, you guys. And I think that's, yeah, he's in this very room right now. Which one of us is he? I don't know. So Actually, the name it, Mike means to be like God. There so, you go. boom, boom. Oh, really? Go. I started, I, I'm ascending. <laughs> um, I, I just, just want to be a say, God on the mic. Yes. As a, as a, technically as a Muslim, yeah. I think. Getting out there for you, Nor, and 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 using uh, that in your comedy is really important work. Like, let's oh, not downplay you. that. I think it's important to uh, to give it a face and and make it not be scary and kind of laugh laugh at it a little bit. Yeah, and you're going down some unpaved trails there too a lot of the time yeah i feel like when the muslim ban happened i really did feel like this weight on my shoulders and i just wanted to process it and writing jokes is the way for me to process anything that happens in my life yeah so i felt for the first that was the first time where i was like i have a responsibility with my art to fight this i feel like it did sort of reinvigorate you in a way too because then you went into like you've had a pretty good couple of years ever since that really i don't know how related the two are but you really sort of threw out all this new material and just went hard maybe there was a maybe a bigger space for people to hear what muslim comics had to say after that happened yeah and you know around the same time that happened there was that quebec uh, mosque shooting and i organized a fundraiser and i had an all lineup of muslim comics and it sold out yeah so i definitely yeah i definitely think that audience audiences want to hear that and there is like not just a need but like um um a thirst for it. That's and you know what? And comedy is all about bringing people into a new experience and talking about the things that you, we aren't, quote unquote, supposed to talk about in the rest of life. Mm-hmm. The stuff you can't talk about at your office, the stuff you can't talk about with your friends, your family, blah, blah. That's the stuff you go and sit in a comedy club at night and just let this stuff rip wide open. That's yeah. the whole point. I think we should all come together as a panel of different religions tonight on the show and collectively hate on Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of name is Elrond? Yeah, right? Man, we're definitely getting one phone call. It's going to be Tom Cruise. Hey, man, I was listening to that. You were, Tom? 
He's excited. He's angry, but he's excited. He's excited and angry. Man, we're running out of time. What are we yeah, gonna do? Yeah, all right. Uh, th- I just want to thank our panel too. Where can we? So where can we catch all you guys and see what's coming up? Noor, where where can we find you some of your stuff? I'm uh, headlining the Hot List on uh, Saturday night at 11 p.m. at Comedy Bar. Really cool monthly show, stacked. And uh, yeah, it's my first time headlining, so I'm really excited. Beautiful. Oh, come beautiful. come convert to Islam. Yay. There you go. <laughs> Head up ComedyBar.ca for tickets to that. And Mike Rita, of course. Where can we find you, my man? Okay, so the best thing to do is just hit me up on my. Instagram at Rita the Human. I have all my tour dates there. And uh, when you'll be listening to this the night before on 420, I have released my new comedy album called Pot Comic, which is an all weed comedy album that has been re- uh, recorded in front of a high audience live at the Underground Cafe in Toronto. One of a kind comedy album. Make sure to check it out at your local Spotify, Google Play. <laughs> Beautiful. And of course, Shab, thank you for joining us and bringing some awesome. much needed spirituality. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. And Thanks, of course, guys. I want to thank our special. Special guest this week, Kevin Nealon, for joining us. Make sure you hit up kevinnealon.com. Grab some tickets to Oakville, Brampton, Markham. He's doing the whole GTA circuit. If you're in the suburbs, he's coming to you. Uh, so hit up that. Grab your tickets. Grab the show dates. Uh, and keep it tuned in right here to to <laughs> Global News Radio 640 <laughs> Toronto for the dating and relationship show with Laura Bellata. Now for this week's comedy listings. And don't miss the one and only Kevin Nealon, of course, live here in the GTA, coming to Oakville, Markham, Brampton. Hit up kevinnealon.com for tickets and info. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Kevin Nealon. Been married for the last 13 years, but uh, I still like the look, though, I'll tell you that. I'll be honest with you, I, I got a wandering eye. But luckily, my other eye is a lazy eye. So it's a push, they cancel each other out. The wandering eye is like, hey, baby, why don't you go back to my place and have a little drink? And then the lazy eye comes around, Oh, this looks like a lot of work. Let's just have a cookie, huh? Somebody asked me last week what my best pickup line was. And, you know, like I said, I've been married for the last 13 years. So my best pickup line is, Hey, are you awake? (laughs) 